Hey, hey, everyone. And on today's episode of Dear College Students, I will be talking with Olenika Joseph. She is a Haitian immigrant and she currently resides in Lake Worth, Florida. She is involved in the FAU campus as the president of the oh-so-pretty Pieta chapter of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. Professionally, she is a shift leader for Instacart at Publix. You may have seen her in her recent or recently on stage as the lady in purple in the play Four colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. She will be graduating this fall with her bachelor's in theater performance. And I want to say thank you for being on my podcast episode. Oh, thank you for having me. And I first want to start off by asking you, what inspired you to pursue a degree in theater performance? Yeah, so my journey to being like a theater major is really kind of convoluted. Mm-hmm. I actually went to like this really tiny um, charter school, G-Star School of the Arts uh-huh. for film, animation, and motion picture. Mm-hmm. And like I decided to do theater because it was like the easiest out of the three. Right. <laughs> um, but then I found out that like theater is sort of like this exploration of self. Right. Um, and I came into high school as like super insecure, really low self-confidence. Um, mm-hmm. And I chose kind of like the most openly vulnerable major that there is. Right. And then like through my high school years, I just, I don't know, I just grew so much to the experience. Right. Um, and so when I came time to choose something for college, I was like, I'm going to continue with theater. Okay. Um, so that's why I ended up doing this. Wow. And what are some, some of the adversities that you had to overcome to get to where you are today? Um, that's a really tough question. I think if I narrow it down to like three, mm-hmm. I would say the first is coming in um, from a different culture and the right. burden of like the cultural like stresses of being Haitian American and right. growing up in a Caribbean household. And I come from a traditional household. Uh-huh. Um, like father's the head of the family, mom cooks every single day. Gotcha. Um, and so growing up, I feel like I was burdened by their dreams. Right. I think they really wanted me to like live their their perception of what a good life was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the first thing I did was choosing to major in theater. <laughs> was the first like, nah, I'm living my own life. Right. I'm going for my own dreams. Um, and I think the second one would definitely be the learning curve of mm-hmm. not only getting to know the difference between being a dutiful daughter, but also being a woman that I would be proud of. Right. Um, I think that sort of self-regulation, self-realization is really important. Right. Um, I think the last would be the financial burden. Money did not come. I don't come from money. Right. So paying for college, getting to college was hell. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's real. I think that's the nicest way to put it. Um, It's been a combination of like scholarships that I applied for, loans, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, what else? I think it's the support of my family, Mm -hmm. um, not only financially, but emotionally. Right. Like, I think I have such a great support system, Mm -hmm. even though they're strict and they're wild. um, They really kept me, you know, really motivated. Right. And with that being said, how are you able to balance between your social life and your academic life? Because you're so involved on campus. So, yeah, I think that is the toughest thing, actually. Mm -hmm. And I think I fool people because I'm very well, like, composed. Right. Uh, I don't like to shamble in public. That's how I like to say it. Right. Um, but I have a color-coded calendar. I have one on my phone, the Google Calendar, and I have mm-hmm. one that I write in, so that's, like, updated. Right. So that's my first tool. The second tool is I had to learn to say no. Yeah. I think I, early on, I was so overly involved, yeah. and I was, like, being stretched too thin. Mm-hmm. And there was enough time in the day for not only to practice self-care, right. but to also be, like, actually involved. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people just want to be a part of something, yeah. but they're not actually contributing to the thing that they're a part of. 
Yeah. Um, so having to say no to certain opportunities so that I could really focus and put my all into like a few things right. was like the best decision I made. So. Wow. And what are some life lessons that you've learned so far being in college? I think the first one would definitely be choose your friends wisely. Yeah. I think that is the most important because people make your experience. Um, I think that's how I ended up being in a sorority, how I ended up mm-hmm. um, succeeding in my degree right. was because of people. Um, you know, if you meet the right person at the right time, it can change your life. And that has been true throughout my whole entire experience. Uh, I think the second lesson is self-regulation. When I came to college, I, well, when I was at home, my parents were the ones saying, wake up, go to sleep, eat this, eat mm-hmm. that, don't do this, do that. Right. But when I got to college, it was like all this free time and I was like, yep. yes. <laughs> right. Um, and then I had to kind of like channel all that chaotic energy and be like, okay, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to partake in that for my own betterment. Um, I think that's a hard lesson because I had to do a lot of, or went through a lot of mistakes in order to get the right formula. Right. Um, I think those are the top two. Okay. And what are some lessons that you learned from being in a sorority? Oh, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> I think the first lesson is that not every not every sister is your friend. Okay. Uh, and not every sister is your ally. Right. But when you meet the right people yeah. and when you form those relationships, those relationships are going to shape you as a woman. Um, when I grew up, I didn't have a lot of male friends. Right. I always grew up around a really large community of really like beautiful women that inspired right. me. Um, and so I wasn't afraid of being a part of a sorority. There was just no word for it in my culture. Mm-hmm. So when it came time to like tell my parents that I was joining something, I had to describe it as a sort of like opportunity for like betterment through women, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so when I realized I was telling them that, mm-hmm that's when I really sat with the fact of like, okay, so why am I joining this and how is it going to improve my life? Mm-hmm. And I think the top three has been, it's made me more confident in who I am as a woman. Mm-hmm. I think I shy away from all the feminine things and it kind right. of brought that out of me. Um, and then it really built more of my self-confidence. Um, now I can talk about what I like. I can talk about what I don't like. Right. I can enter a room fully as myself. Right. And I didn't have that before. So. And how do you define failure? Failure. Mm-hmm. I think failure for me would be crippling my self-expression. Okay. I think uh, I'm such an artistic soul. <laughs> I love dancing. I love poetry. Right. Um, I love plays and right. theater. So to me, any any person or anything that um, kind of brings down my ability to do those things yeah. is failure to me. Um, I would say that's failure, yeah. How do you define success? I think, really, I should say it's the opposite of what I just said, uh-huh. but really, <laughs> uh, success number one, I have to say financial security. Yeah. Um, growing up with not without like a lot of resources, mm-hmm. I know what it feels like to, you know, want to have that cushion of security. Right. So that would be number one. Number two would be the success of my family, okay. um, good health, uh, a roof over our heads, food on the table. That's success to me. Um, and the last piece would be to one day own my own business. Okay. Um, something that's cosmetology, all right, woman empowerment, and like theater. I'm loving the energy. In a bubble. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but once I figure it out, that's success. It'll come to you. It yeah. definitely will. Trust me, it will. And what are three words or values that you live by on a daily basis? 
Number one, authenticity. Showing up into a room, whatever room I am, who I am, um, as I am. Mm-hmm. Two would be justice. Um, I have really strong beliefs. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I'm so like black power and like right. womanhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely justice. And the last one would probably be love. I think my whole 22 years of life has been about like love um love of theater love of self love of family so that's a value that i always show up or try to present yeah and what are some goals that you set for yourself before the year is over i love goals (laughs) (laughs) um number one is to get physically more well okay i think i i present as physically fit but i'm not um number two would be to graduate that I want to hand that diploma to my parents right. and deliver it as a gift to them. That is the world to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one would be to travel more. Yeah, I'm a free spirit. I don't like staying on place too long. Right. So when I graduate, I'm out of here. Like right. <laughs> leaving the trail behind me. Um, and the last goal would probably be to move out of my parents' house, mm-hmm. um, have my own place, my own space. Right. That would definitely be like the goal actually i'm gonna shift that to like the top one gotcha and if you had the opportunity to spend a day with three people of your choosing dead or alive who would they be and why number one beyonce okay she's my queen i'm a member of the beehive (laughs) (laughs) um i love her artistry Mm -hmm. i love her social activism i love her intelligence um how much of a champion she is for black women so i love her Second person would be Michelle Obama. Okay. Um, I love her poise. I think mm-hmm. she's who I kind of look up to in terms of like um, success in the family life. Right. Um, so I definitely would say Michelle. Oh, and the last one would probably be Bell Hooks. Um, she's my favorite author. Um, I'm currently reading her book, All About Love. Okay. And that book, when I tell you it's changed my perception of love, mm-hmm. how it operates in my life, how I used to perceive it and how I now perceive it. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely be Bell Hooks. Oh my God. She's going to be my first. <laughs> I love Beyonce and Michelle. I hate to say it, <laughs> but it's definitely going to be her. Right. Um, I think I look up to her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely her. And the last question, mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give to a student who is trying to pursue your degree in theater performance? I think learn how to ask for help. Yeah. Uh, the major is very difficult because, well, I just first say that people consider theater to be very easy major. Doesn't look and, like oh, it <laughs> at all. It's not. Um, theater is such a collaborative art. Right. And so there's so many different moving pieces. Um, and so if you're coming into this major and you don't know a lot of things, like I didn't know a lot of things, I came in and all my peers had all the lingo, they knew how the systems work, they knew how to produce and they knew how to do all of these different things. So I felt like I was so behind, but I didn't say anything. And it wasn't until like my sophomore, like on the cusp of junior year, that I really started to ask for help loudly. <laughs> right. Um, that I really started to succeed, that I got cast in my first production, um, I was interning with a really great company. Like all of these great things were happening right. because I was actually voicing my needs. I think that we don't do that enough, um, especially I think black women, because we think we have it all, then we have it all handled. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but definitely if the students coming into theater ask for help and get involved early, definitely with APO. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. And I okay. wish I had, because they're mm-hmm. the ones that produced the show that I was in this right. semester. Um, so those two things, ask for help and get involved. Wow. And I want to thank you so much for being on this episode. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. I, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. And to all my listeners out there, I thank you all so much for continuing to support the podcast. Yeah, I definitely know who's listening. Like, I appreciate every single one of y'all. Yeah, it just means so much to me more than you all can imagine. And just please continue to like, subscribe, and just, you know, comment on whether, you know, there's a certain topic that you want me to talk about or anything like that, because I'm open to any and everything. And I just hope you all have a great day.